Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Recruitment Podcast. This is the episode number, the next one, so let's kick it off. Hey, 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 hi everyone. I'm recording this podcast episode in the evening, right before I call it a day. It's uh, past 11 p.m., so uh, it's been a long day today, but uh, I sort of enjoy uh, these activities, so uh, hopefully I'll not sound uh, too tired today. So I would like to um, talk briefly about uh, the recent case study, which I created after I finished a training program for one of my clients in the United States. So they wanted to fill more IT positions, more IT vacancies, obviously, you know, that goes without saying. That's what probably all of us listening to this podcast want. But what was the problem? So uh, the, the problem was that uh, they wanted to understand the common IT roles because they didn't really have a good overview of who is doing what in IT. They wanted to be able to tell the key skills from the rest of the fluff they can often see in the job descriptions provided by their clients. They also wanted to write more compelling job descriptions and read between the lines in a job description and in a resume. They wanted to ask right questions that would help recruiters identify a real professional from a liar. So, so these were some of the goals the manager approached me and uh, then we came up with uh, a training program, which was uh, um, like two week long training program. And um, at the beginning, we've uncovered a few, a few more issues. So I'll just uh, um, tell you a few of them. Quite often happens that um, recruitment agencies hire recruiters with no prior experience to fill IT vacancies. And probably you've been there, probably you also have transitioned from non-tech roles to IT recruitment, and it may be a little painful because um, you don't really know the terminology. And this was the case also with, with the team, with some of the team members. They... Um, lacked proper onboarding in terms of the IT recruitment hard skill. So in this case, uh, many of these guys were also uh, strong in soft skills. They could talk really well. They had great communication skills. Uh, They were able to uh, get clients um, um, excited, but they couldn't really talk about IT at all. Um, The consultants who were in touch with clients struggled to analyze their requirements and understand what is actually written there. It was not clear who the recruiters should be really looking for. And uh, as a result, sourcers had a hard time finding the right people for non-obvious positions. So you can see, you know, this all led to countless opportunities missed month after month after month. And that's why we have uh, organized this, uh, this program. So uh, the core of the program was obviously based on the IT hard skill, as I mentioned uh, a while ago. But still, it's not just to go through a list of IT terms, that would be super, super boring, right? But uh, you guys listening to this uh, podcast, tech recruitment podcast, I guess by now you understand how important it is to have a solid 
IT foundation in place because then you can build up on the foundation and you can uh, you can focus on analyzing job requirements and you can focus on how to screen IT candidates because you will already know about the common tools about the common programming languages and the frameworks these IT professionals use at work so, so then well, I also um, introduced them at the SASSI framework, uh, which is the, the methodology I've been applying in my training sessions. And I, I sort of uh, came up with this methodology um, while working with uh, fellow um, talent acquisition specialists, recruiters, headhunters. And, um, you know, I, I've been iterating a lot. I've been iterating a lot because in IT, we are often iterating. We are coming up with new prototypes. We are testing these prototypes with, uh, um, with um, customers. And that's what I've been also doing while delivering these training sessions. You know, I was learning from the, from the, from the feedback. I was learning what worked, what didn't work and improving over time. So, so the SA, SSI methodology literally means, uh, um, you know, S, A, S, S, I. It, it stands for, for different words. And those words are drum roll everyone so the s stands for speak their tech language so if you are a recruiter if you are a headhunter if you are transitioning to it recruitment this would be my number one recommendation to learn to speak the tech language so um you you at some point need to understand the essential terminology to make confident small talk to to know what to ask a ux designer or a ui designer to have a, an understanding of the tools these guys use because then you can ask questions uh, about i don't know sketch uh, which is a tool um uh, these uh, designers use just as an example, right? Then uh, the letter A stands for analyzing job requirements. We need to figure out exactly who is the hiring manager looking for. I've seen, um, I know, countless, countless of times uh, that uh, the job requirement was unclear because it, it includes lots of... Uh, uh, very detailed requirements that are not essential for the recruiter. It's also not important for the IT candidate because these are very detailed, often very detailed requirements. Uh, but still, it's, it's important to analyze these requirements and figure out what are the key must-have IT skills. And then the third letter, the letter S, stands for sourcing tech talents. So how to use the social media effectively to build your own talent pool? Because I believe at the end of the day, your value as a recruiter is in the relationships you have with the potential candidates or with, uh, with the IT professionals who are on the market, on your local market. If you are and uh, an agency, a company, then your value is in the database, in the ATS, in the CRM system that you have. Um, but here in this case, actually, I, I don't mean those uh, email addresses that you have collected five years ago and you have not approached them ever since. So as an example, I've been consulting for one company from Germany uh, a year ago 
they had about 30,000 developers in their database, but they have not been engaging with them. They have not been sending messages. They sort of let it die over time and the uh, the value of the database uh, deteriorated over time. So what, what I always encourage is to, um, instead of using some shady techniques such as uh, hiring um, you know people in low-cost countries to scrape database and then you know upload these to your uh, to your uh, CRM or database you know instead of this approach which is you know somewhere in the dark zone rather build valuable relationships uh, use the common lead generation techniques use some lead magnets it's it's very common in online in digital marketing so Use the social media effectively. Use it in the proper way. If you need some help with this, I can I can help you. I just had a call with uh, one of the members of Gig Recruiters, and uh, we talked about how he can set up a better lead generation campaign. Okay, the fourth letter stands for screening IT candidates. So how to quickly identify who is a good fit for which position how to effectively match those candidates with vacancies. And this is what we practice, right? I'm, I'm uh, explaining what the methodology is because the, the training was based on this methodology. So uh, the different modules reflected these, uh, these uh, steps, you know, speak their tech language, analyze job requirements, source tech talents, screen IT candidates. Okay, and the the letter uh, number five, which is letter I, stands for increase your income, which could mean something different when you are an independent recruiter. It may mean something different when you are running an international agency. You may have different goals, different KPIs, but at the end of the day, it's all about uh, generating profit and uh, earning more in commissions. And uh, whether it is generating side commission if you are an independent recruiter or whether it is uh, increasing the fill rate of your recruitment team, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about increasing the revenues. So uh, we just need to apply the methodology the right way in your particular case. Okay. So, uh, so that the training was based on, on this methodology and, uh, you know, I'm also telling you this because you can you can take a lot just from how i how i think about these steps you know obviously the it knowledge is essential obviously the analyzing job requirements is in an important skill and probably in your team you have different groups of um, recruiters and sourcers some of them only source on the social media or on linkedin or in your database others probably only uh, talk to clients that's that's okay we can also uh, um, adjust the training or some some of you may go deeper in certain areas it's just good to be aware of these uh, these uh, steps on a on a high level okay so then obviously the question is uh, how to put this all into practice and um Probably, probably I'll not talk too much about about that part. 
uh, because we are getting into mechanics, like uh, how to how to organize the training and etc. But that would that actually goes way beyond uh, what I wanted to talk about. But rather, you know, some some uh, takeaways from the case study and what you can use in your daily daily work, which is uh, you know thinking about your particular skills when it comes to analyzing job requirements. Can you really analyze those job requirements? I have created a scorecard, um, an, an assessment, essentially, that's uh, somewhere online. You can just go to www.recruitmentassessment.com and you can assess yourself across these uh, five modules or five areas um, within the SSI methodology. So you can get an objective feedback about your skills within these areas, how good you are in screening IT candidates, how good you are in uh, sourcing talents on the social media and building a, a pool of your own IT talents. What about um, increasing your income? Like how well are you doing in this area? Do you have a diversified income when it comes to IT recruitment? Uh, do you get uh, side commissions uh, for referring or cross-selling other other products or services? So at the end of the day, you know, this is what, what I see as, um, as, um, as essential when we are even thinking how to thrive in this area in 2021. And before I wrap it up, I would like to highlight two interesting facts. So the first one, the most confusing position, which um, which we talked about, which we eventually focused on, was uh, the DevOps engineer. And from my experience, this is really a very confusing role for, for people who are or have not worked in IT before and people who are transitioning to IT because uh, the DevOps position is is really confusing just because DevOps is is a set of tools and methodologies and best practices and it's also a culture so you know something like a DevOps engineer could be seen as 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 a few very different people um so probably I'll talk about this role in the next episode and the, the second fact uh, that was interesting is what was the most popular exercise during this uh, training? So the most popular exercise was uh, rewriting JDs, rewriting job descriptions or job requirements. We usually do it with a few job requirements and it's always fun uh, the, the fellow um, recruiters and HR specialists really enjoy it because suddenly, as soon as we go line by line, they realize that um, most of the requirements are either not necessary or is just fluff or it doesn't really tell us anything about the position. And instead, we are missing a lot. We are missing information about the team or the position or the project or the, I don't know, location or, yeah, like a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, we have even a, a standalone checklist, which I'll talk about in the next episode also. 
Uh, but yeah, this was the most popular exercise, how to rewrite a JD, how to make it more exciting, how to get more attention on the social media. So um, I'll, I'll dive deeper in different areas in the next episodes because I know you guys are interested in how to make it work in, uh, in this field which essentially, if we just break it down, it means you need to get better at analyzing job requirements. You need to get more clients to work for. You need to be able to screen candidates faster. You need to be able to get those candidates excited about the vacancies you have at hand. And then eventually you need to be able to introduce these candidates to your hiring managers and get those hiring managers excited about your candidates. So this is a great game. This is what I like about recruitment because uh, we need to do quite a lot of marketing and sales as a part of as a part of connecting these uh, two parties. All right, cool. So um it's uh, well past 11 p.m. so I guess I'll just wrap it up before I fall asleep right here in front of the computer. So I hope you enjoyed uh, today's uh, episode about the case study and some of the takeaways from my recent training for this uh, recruitment agency in the United States. It's been fun. It's been pleasure. And uh, actually tomorrow I have uh, another training for another agency it's a slightly different team, slightly different setup. We will still talk about IT roles, uh, just in a different context. But with with that, uh, probably I'll just wrap it up here. I'll talk about it next time. So um, yeah, see you again soon. Hi again, and really quick, if you'd like to get a new job as the tech recruiter, or if you'd like to start working as the independent freelance tech recruitment consultant, or if you'd like to start and grow your own agency, we can help you get closer to your goals. So just go to our website, techrecruitmentacademy.com, and learn more about the programs that we organize every now and then. So just go to the website, techrecruitmentacademy.com. 